0: Hello and welcome back to the show. Today is episode 290. Today I read an article from Forbes India. Why is Generation Z so depressed? Overprotective parents. That's the title of the article. And I found it very intriguing. And some of the things that the author mentioned in the article is that we are as parents becoming very over have become very overprotective of our kids. When the art, when the author does speeches, he pulls the audience to say, to ask them when, what, what age were you first allowed to go outside and play alone? And when he pulls the, when the audience is 40, age 40 and over, their general age when they were first allowed to play outside by themselves is between six and eight years old and when he polls people who are under 40 the general age at which they were first allowed to play outside alone was between 14 and 16. that's a drastic drastic difference almost a decade of life before we're letting our kids go out and play alone. And the author looked at some of the possible contributing factors to this. And one of them is missing kids, the national and and exploited missing and exploited children, I think is what it's called. I remember when I was growing up. I was probably a teenager when I recall uh, America's Most Wanted being on TV, and that was uh, created by a guy named John, if you are familiar with it, whose son was abducted. And shortly after that show came on the air, or I became aware of it, I remember seeing missing kids on milk cartons, pizza boxes, uh, flyers hanging in grocery stores. And this author talks about all that and how the media sensationalizes uh, child abductions. And that really can, the way the media handles things can really influence our experience of it if we're not careful. So the media over sensationalized this, this problem and made us as parents feel like it's an epidemic when the stats are quite different. One in 10 kids will be kidnapped at some point, which I actually think I'm surprised that number is so high. I would think it would be far less than that. But The author says one in 10 kids will be kidnapped, yet one in seven kids will suffer abuse or neglect from their parents. I thought that was extremely interesting because I know for me, when in our neighborhood where we live, kids become walkers in fourth grade. And that's just about age nine, I believe. And so all of my kids became walkers at age nine. And it literally is about a two to, well, maybe a three or four, maybe five minute walk to school. It's really not that far. And I remember as my older son was approaching fourth grade, I was dreading it. Because I felt like, oh my gosh, my baby's so young and he's going to be walking alone to and from school. What if someone abducts him? What if someone tries to snatch him off of the sidewalk? And I basically just tried to manage those feelings and not act on them too much. I didn't want to overprotect him. I was aware that I didn't want to overprotect him. I didn't walk to the school and meet him after school, he wouldn't have had that anyway. If I had suggested, uh, I'm so thankful that he has the personality that he does, because if I had suggested going into fourth grade that I would meet him at school and walk him home, he would have laughed me out of the building. There's no way he would have agreed to that. He's always been fiercely independent from a very, very young age, and he would have seen absolutely no reason whatsoever for me to do that. And so I didn't even bother to try. Now, I did have conversations with him about how to be safe when you're walking to and from school by yourself. And what would you do if you were walking home alone, and someone in a car tried to approach you? Uh, help me find my lost dog. I have candy for you. Your mom is very sick. I have to take you to her. What would you do? And he said, I would never go near the car. I would run and I would go to the nearest house and knock on the door. And I thought those were all really good ideas. And then we came up with a keyword, a secret code word, so that If anyone tried to say, you know, your mom has been injured or your dad's in the hospital, I have to take you to them. He would simply say, well, what's the code word? And then if the person didn't know it, he would never go with them. And besides who's going to come and tell you that your mom is in the hospital and they have to take you right away and you don't know that person. What stranger is going to find themselves in that situation legitimately where you know, a family member is sending a stranger to go pick up the child whose mother's in the hospital, that makes zero sense. So uh, we came up with code words and stuff. And that's how I worked my way through becoming comfortable with him walking to school. And then once my daughter came, and then my other son, it got a little bit easier each time. But I definitely think that I was at least somewhat influenced by child abductions, because I certainly, that's what I was concerned about. I wasn't concerned about him, them tripping on the sidewalk and skinning their knee on the way home. I was concerned about them being abducted. And now that they're older and it's not really something, well, the other, the the eighth grader and the sixth grader are still walking, but they're much older now. But even as I think back on that, I think, Wow. Yes. What, what gets talked about in the media definitely was influencing me and raising my fear level. And so I think that we have to be very aware of this um, because we don't want to overprotect our kids. We don't want to underprotect them either. It's a very fine line between giving them as much freedom as they can responsibly handle and is safe for them to handle, and not giving them too much, but not giving them too little. And this article talks about Gen Z being the most depressed and anxious generation, and parents are not are generally not allowing their kids to fall down, skin their knees, make mistakes, have to fix a mess that they made. They're general parents. In general, of course, this is not all of them, but this is a common thing now that parents are trying to solve problems with and for their kids instead of allowing their kids to try to solve them and then just helping. And then the kids aren't learning how to stand on their own. So I know that this episode is going a little bit long. And so I invite you to come back to tomorrow's episode where I'm going to do part two and I'm going to talk about how we can turn this ship around from a parenting perspective. We don't want to strive to be lawnmower parents where we mow down everything in our child's way so that they can have a smooth and easy life because then... They don't learn how to be resourceful and stand on their own two feet. So join me tomorrow as we pick this up for part two. Before I wrap up today's episode, I want to thank all of you for listening and tuning in and giving me feedback. I've been getting some feedback from listeners recently, and I'm really loving it. I really appreciate it, and I encourage you to keep giving me feedback and I will put your questions on a future episode or answer your topic question or whatever you want if you just send me the feedback. And then also if you can pop on over to iTunes and give me a review for this podcast. More reviews help more new listeners to find the podcast and I don't have a lot of reviews up there. So if you could just do me that huge favor and pop on over to iTunes and give me a review, I would really appreciate it. Okay, that wraps up today's episode. Wherever you are in this world, I hope you make it a very comforting and fearless day.